Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I am one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague and possible he might just be on a, a special mission right now. Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Well, what's happening? Yes, uh, Rick Brown here traveling. The, the, the traveling guy. Uh, and, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny the international flavor of the travel, but let's just say I'm not where I'm not in Florida anymore. Ooh. Right. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. So yes, sir. it has it has finally happened. Week uh-huh. one is almost behind us. Uh we're recording this on Sunday. Uh it is September 3rd. And currently there is a game going on. Rutgers and uh northwestern northwestern it's gonna be a long year it's gonna be a long year i'll touch on that one at the end uh but we are almost through the end of the first week of college football the official week one because you know week zero doesn't exist and we got a lot to talk about we got a lot to talk about oh my let's get let's go ahead and pay some bills real quick make sure you go follow the show on twitter at cfb overdrive where we talk about it all you can follow myself on Twitter at Fred Produce CFB if you follow my Twitter or or should we say X Twitter, whatever. X Twitter. <laughs> see what I did there. Um, I see. I like it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, go follow. If you're following me on there, you know I was very, very impressed on Friday night. I, I didn't I wasn't forced to drink a lot, uh, unlike some of my uh, my gator Florida Gator um, colleagues over there. Uh, it's gonna Little be a long year for y'all, but I wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't drink too much. I didn't have. I was drinking in celebration, not in sorrow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. And so, Rick, where can they find you after a very eventful, eventful week one? Yes, yes, yes. You can find me always on X Twitter at Rick Brown ninety one. That's R I C K B R O W N. Nine one. All right, so let's jump right into this thing. Let's get it out the way because I, I already know the haters are gonna say we tried to tell you, we tried to pump your brakes. It was one game, it was an explosive game, but nonetheless, it was one game. Colorado upset TCU 45-42 to the tune of 510 yards for one Shador Sanders. 139 combined snaps both both ways for one Travis Hunter. Um, Yeah, they they put up numbers in this game. And it felt like this game wouldn't end, and I didn't really want it to end. And I'm like, man, can I get an extra quarter? Because the, the points were flying early and often. Yes, um, yes. I mean, this game had every twist. In, it almost had a playoff-like atmosphere. One Deion Sanders, first FBS game, or, yeah, FBS mm-hmm. Power 5 game, yeah. Coaching, um, coaching, coaching, coaching. Coaching, yes, coaching, coaching yes. Coaching. Uh, this one, I know it had to be hot down there. It was, it was pretty warm. It looked pretty warm down there in, in Fort Worth, Texas. The former, former runner-up for the national championship. <laughs> no longer, guys. This can I sit? 
I have I have three words for your seed for the for right now. One hit wonder. Ouch. One Ouch. hit wonder. I understand Ouch. you lost a lot on both sides of the ball. But this game came down to three big turnovers. And I and I call the third one a turnover because you essentially turned the ball over. Interception in the end zone. Interception on the th- a three or five yard line on an amazing play by Travis Hunter on the wheel route uh, by the running back. Hunter just passed his route off and said, "Look, let me get this. That's mine. That that's mine." Uh, and then a missed field goal. That's a not at minimum. That's a nine point swing. Nine points would have won this game. Just saying. Just saying. Shador Sanders yeah. was immaculate. Amazing. Yeah. I actually went back and watched the tape this morning. Um, okay. A lot more in the off of initial. I said he was he was good, not great. When I reviewed the tape, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. He was really really good. Uh, we had questions: Could he play at this level? The only flaw I see in his game is that he hesitated on the deep ball twice. For mm-hmm. your first FBS start, if that's all you're doing and you have four, you, you put up 500 yards. Oh boy, oh boy, he's not a first rounder. I'm not going and saying that yet. He's not winning a Heisman yet. I'm not saying all that, but I'm saying he was very, very poised, very prepared, very productive. This team looks really good. I'm not ready to crown them. Sorry, Denny. I'm not. I, or I'm not ready to do it. Not ready to crown their ass. And but TCU, you but, got them off the hook. Okay, okay, okay. You're looking at it from the TCU standpoint, and that's all well and good. But let's give credit where credit is due. Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone, uh, a lot of people did not think that Deion Sanders was ready for this level. They were criticized. They criticized every move, changing the entire roster for the most part. I think um, only ten remaining players from last year um, is on this year's team. That's a significant number. No other college program has done that before. So there were a lot of question marks. Was Zion crazy? Was he too full of himself? Hey, the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding says they want to know right now. And, yes, Shadur Sanders, his son, quarterback, phenomenal game. No interceptions, right? No interceptions, correct? No interceptions, no. And 5-10. Think about that. I don't care if you're playing FAMU. I don't care if you're playing Middle Tennessee. I don't care if you're playing VCU, Edward Waters, uh, a Division III school. You're putting up mad numbers. 510 yards, and that's what Shazua Sanders did. Um, you mentioned Travis Hunter. My goodness. That kid has some wheels uh, and the endurance of uh, uh, one of them um, bike racers doing the uh, Tour de France. To, to go that many plays both ways in the heat of Texas, in the heart of Texas. And make, making plays, made play interceptions, receptions. I mean, 
they had four receivers over 100 yards. That in itself is telling you something. I was impressed. Now, defensively, and the, the line, especially the line play, has to get better if they're going to compete. But this was a great start for Dion um, and the Colorado Buffaloes. And all I have to ask is, do you believe now? Do you believe? No. Because I'm not ready, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. But I but I do like the um I will say I, I want I enjoyed the appetizer. If we want to put it in that term. That was a really good appetizer salad. That was a really good appetizer, some shrimp or something. That was a very nice appetizer. It makes me want to come back for more. And that's good. And that's a good thing. Now, I always tell people the first game of the season is kind of um, it teases you because you have all year to prepare for one team or all summer or all since for them it'd be since uh, January, I guess, mm-hmm. to prepare just for TCU. The proof for me, the proof is in the pudding when they come back next week and you don't have more, you only have a week to prepare or a few days to prepare to um, to make something happen. On the flip side, well, teams didn't know what to expect from this Colorado team. Now they have a little bit, they have some tape. So they can game plan for them as well. So going forward is going to be, um, we'll see more and we'll know more about this Colorado team if they're uh, just a flash in the past or does Coach Prime, I'm going to give him respect, know what he's doing and can put, um, can put a game plan together and can coach. Can he really coach? I think it's going to be interesting. Definitely. This is going to be very interesting. And as the schedule goes, the games mm-hmm. get tougher. Mm-hmm. Games get tougher. I'll say Nebraska isn't Nebraska anymore. So this matchup. On paper, this matchup gets your grandfather and your great-grandfather just real excited on paper because the names say old Big 8, Big 6. But the reality is these are not your grandfathers, Colorado and Nebraska. Far from it. But if this is what Colorado can be – I'm interested because it, the philosophy based off of how they they're building this roster, typically it's, it's not traditional. It's they're building from the outside in. Typically coaches want to build from the inside out. The D line wasn't great, but the O line was pretty good. O line was pretty good for what they had. And the quarterback, the trigger man, Ooh, I, I was very impressed because I came in saying Shador can he can sling it, but it's against FCS. I try not to be I try not to be so disrespectful about it. So I say FCS opponents, not just black college football 
because the level there's levels to that whole FCS thing. So I like to group everybody in, and every school is different. Every school has different resources, different amount, different talent levels. So I like to say FCS. He's doing it against FCS opponents, but now he's doing it doing it against Power Five opponents. Now is this the TCU from last year? Most of those guys are gone. Uh, The days of of Max Duggan coming around and making a way for this team. Uh, The running game, although Trey Sanders, the Alabama commit, or the Alabama transfer looked really good. He did. Um, TCU started off somewhat hot and tailed off. I think TCU made some critical mistakes. The run game was working down the stretch. They couldn't stop it. And yet TCU went away from the run. They got conservative on the last drive. I think maybe trying to to drain the clock. Yeah, yeah, because the defense was getting shredded. Coaches, keep your foot on the gas. Have we not learned from the days of Ryan Day multiple times? The days of Mark Rick at Georgia. Stop living and dying at the end with a field goal. You have you. It's all gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. That's right. That's and right. Keep your foot on their neck, and if they give up the touchdown, they give up the touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I understand you don't trust your defense at the end because they've been Swiss cheese for the majority of the day. But you have to. You have to go. You have to be aggressive with that mm-hmm. run game. Um. Uh, but again, it comes back to the three critical mistakes that TCU had in the first half. Two well, I don't know. in the red zone and a missed field. Yeah. Those were critical, definitely. But, I mean, that third quarter, late third quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. when they were just going back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth like a tennis match, mm-hmm. that was something special. At the same time, TCU made a coaching error that I think cost them in the fourth quarter. Because you're right. They were gashing them with Sanders. Gashing, gashing, gashing. At the same time, when you're gashing them, you're running time off the clock. Mm-hmm. Keep gashing. Let your defense rest. And maybe you're, you can make a play. Hey, it, it has off again to Colorado for making the plays at the end to curtail this TCU comeback because a couple of times in the fourth quarter when TCU would take retake the lead, you would say, okay, that's it. They, the magic has run out, but it didn't. And Colorado believed in itself and it showed. It has off just one game, long season, but it's always better to start off 1-0 than 0-1, especially when you're 21 points favorites this one was I, I think if they played this game three times at neutral sites I think the result is very it could it could have gone either way this game will teach each side some lessons um, I think Colorado cannot get too into their press clippings. Because that that can that can come back to haunt you later. 
Mm-hmm. But TCU also has to understand we're not TCU from last year. Last year's team was last year's team. But you have to be encouraged that they can put up 42. Yes. You have to be encouraged that retooling this roster, Chandler Morris coming in at court at quarterback, Trey Sanders, the, the Alabama, uh, highly recruited Alabama transfer who went dealt with injury after injury, looks like Trey Sanders. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that second chance is always is is your best chance. So offensively, TCU was was TCU of last year. How many games last year did they win on their final possession yeah. or in overtime? Cardiac, or, cardiac. Yeah, yes, yes. And, and, and they scored points, a ton of points most of the season. So TCU offensively is where they are. It, it has a it didn't look like they missed a beat. They just didn't make plays at the end on both sides of the ball. And, and you're right. Those, you those, it's interesting you say they couldn't make plays on the other side of the ball. Last year, they got off the field, right? This year, yeah. this this one game, they couldn't get off the field in the, sec, in, the la, in the last three possessions. Five plays, 75 yards, resulted in a touchdown. Six plays, 75 yards, again, resulted in a touchdown. And five plays, 82 yards resulted again in a touchdown. So three straight possessions where they went the majority of the field in in relatively short fashion. Big explosive plays. Big explosive plays and third down, making what? Third and 16, getting, Mm -hmm. getting 22 yards or throwing bombs and completing them. Mm hmm. If you can't get off the field third and long, you're going to lose. You're going to lose because there's no excuse to giving up third and 16s. Who do you think this is, Freddie Mitchell? Uh, ooh, whoa. <laughs> wow, I have been pulling the name out of the – from yes, really yesteryear, from my alma mater. Okay. Before we move on, real quick question. Are we ready to go ahead and pull out the – Travis Hunter for for Heisman. Uh, no, no, but Shadour has put his name in the Heisman running already. Might they cancel each other out down the stretch? We'll see. We'll definitely no. see. No, 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 because Travis did a tremendous job. and But if he's not returning kicks as well, um, I don't think he'll – I don't think he'll sniff the Heisman. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I, I think I think Shadour mm. will get most of the, the clippings. Mm. I, I could be a, wrong. You bring up, I could be wrong. You bring up a good point. This, by the way, he is running the football also, so he got a, he got like six carries in that game. So if he doesn't, if he has a couple rush, he has maybe five or six rushing touchdowns, mm-hmm. maybe ten receiving touchdowns, thousand mm-hmm. yards. I don't know. We'll see because he's a he's an explosive player. Very yes. player. All right. He so is. another storyline that we didn't really we talked about it in the preseason, but we didn't really talk about it. It was it's one of those things that we don't really get a lot of Iowa football here, but this one was interesting, right? So Brian yeah. Ferentz, is he in trouble? They retooled the offense, right? They put incentives in his contract that if he scored at least 24 points a game, he'd keep his job. That's not really an incentive. That's an ultimatum. But and it was I'm sorry, it was 20. He needed to average 25 points per game 
in order for his contract to be renewed, right, for next year. Started off the game pretty hot, 17 points. Do you know that 17 points is, is the most points they've scored? Is more points than they've scored in 12 uh, first halves last year? Wow. So they're scoring 17 in the first half. There's only about, what, 13, 13-ish games for most teams? And only 12. Yeah, right. you, you, scored, you didn't score 17 in 12 contests last year in the first half. Iowa State, I'm sorry, Iowa might be in trouble if they can't with a retooled offense and they're still not able to score 17. Mm, more than 17. I don't know. I don't know, Brian Ferentz. Well, if it was if it was if they didn't score but 12 points a game, I would be more worried because the game is two halves. I was Iowa did lose, uh, did score a total of 24. But uh, as my esteemed colleague did say, if he was, um, if we did, if we were only seeing 12 points a game, it'd be a little, be a little worrisome. But still, 17, 17 in the first half, seven in the second half, very concerning, very, very concerning still for this Iowa team, giving up 14. Um, to Utah State, yeah, it's Iowa. I get it. They don't get the type of athletes that you get elsewhere on a consistent basis, but I definitely need to see a lot more than what I'm seeing. Uh, this one's going to be very interesting to see as we follow that storyline throughout the year. Um, but I'm interested to see what what this team looks like going forward. Speaking of scoring, Rick, <laughs> there was some, some real scoring across the country, right? So Oregon and Oklahoma. Let's get them, let's let's talk about it. Respectively, Oregon gave Oregon might have killed their mascot in this game. 81-0. The last time we saw a score remotely close to this. Georgia Tech, back in the 1800s, in the initial days of college football, put 200 points, 223 points on Cumberland College. Ouch. One John Heisman, their head coach. We haven't seen anybody put 100 on anybody, but they got really close. Uh, In Oklahoma, their 73-point margin victory over which was it was the second largest by any team in a season opener against an FBS opponent or an equivalent opponent since the classification the reclassification began in 1937 that was army versus Furman back in 1955 they won that game 81 to nothing ouch we were actually throwing the football by the way ouch ouch that's, that's a lot of points sports yeah that one the 73 points margin of victory. If they if either one of these teams keep that kind of scoring up, 
can I just say they might break somebody's gonna break the scoring record. A lot of points. Um that was good. That was good. That was good for them. Crying on the sideline. I've never seen a coach get beaten that bad. Might he want to go back? He said, I'm I I don't know. There's rumor that he wants to go back to the school, the Nick Saban School of Coaching, because it got that bad. <laughs> That's not. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Seventy-three to nothing, and there's there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's Arkansas State. I get it, but Dylan Gabriel did the former UCF co- uh, quarterback, three hundred eight yards and two touchdowns, nineteen of twenty-two. Mm-hmm. That's what an mm. Oklahoma quarterback looks like. That's what it looks like in Oklahoma when they score the foot, when they're scoring and they keep scoring. Hey, I think they're still scoring. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Uh. They're still scoring. Sorry, coach. They're still scoring. <laughs> hey, we got some breaking news, breaking news. Uh-oh. Florida AM, the 25th ranked Florida AM and FCS, has outscored their, has already outscored. Themselves from their um, game against Jackson State last year, leading seven nothing over Jackson State after returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Although Jackson State is now about to kick a field goal, it looks like. So, uh, give me a couple of seconds on here. Thirty-two yard attempt by number thirty-three of Jackson State. Sorry, I don't have a um, a roster in front of me. Oh, should be delayed. Oh, they fumbled the snap. Oh, my goodness. Jackson State's going to get no points out of this. No points out of this. So, FAMU, 7, Jackson State, nothing. 12-10 left in the first quarter of the Diddy's Orange Blossom Classic. Mm. Back to you, Fred. All right. So, we have scoring galore. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be a trend. I think Oklahoma got it right offensively uh, what we saw last year new coach injuries across the board i think oklahoma righted a wrong again it is it is arkansas state it is portland state for oregon neither one of those teams are either or anything like they're gonna see going forward but blanking both opponents they did what they had to do both teams did what they had to do. They showed that, um, okay, we're not messing around, and we have other things to do. You try to get out of those games. You, you try to win early, mm-hmm. rest your people, let some backups play, mm-hmm. and hopefully don't get any injuries, no major Definitely. injuries. Definitely. You do that, you're in good shape, and you can you can keep on keeping on. I think both teams are happy. They accomplished yeah. every one of those goals and some. I'm mm-hmm. Still saying Ducky might be out of it. I don't know. I don't know. He was he was done. He was we'll done. See. He was he was laying out like I'm done, coach. I'm, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> R.I.P. to the Ducky. I don't know. We might have to have we might have to have rotating duckies if they score that much. Hey, or uh, he's gonna be bulked up like uh. <laughs> Looking like Quinn Ewers. Like okay. 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 Or Terry Crews. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. 
speaking of scoring, speaking of scoring, <laughs> so uh, a lack thereof. The Ohio State University, with all the receivers that they have, with the new quarterback in Kyle McCord, because one CJ Stroud is gone, looked pretty pedestrian yesterday against Indiana. Uh, shout out to my guy Shane Shane Hallam, um, in Ohio State, not only an alum but a fan. So he he had he can he's definitely he earned it. But we were talking yesterday and. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna take some time for this team to get together get it together. Twenty three to three, a win is a win, but Marvin Harrison Jr. was somewhat invisible. Offense didn't look good. Kyle McCord looked a little flustered. The offensive line looked flustered. Uh, the run game looked okay, but this might be the this Ohio State team is definitely not the Ohio State from last year. Uh, it's only one game. I think they still want to throw the football, but they may have to ha- may have to give this offensive line and the, uh, the passing game a little bit more time to gel after losing two offensive tackles in Paris Johnson uh, as well to the to the NFL draft and Dewan Dewan Jones to the um, to the NFL. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that they're there's a lot of angst up there. A lot of people a little worried, concerned. But the, the big thing you have to preach is patience because it's one game and you won the game. What we don't know is how much of the game plan that they, you know, did they go in trying to stop this other team or were they just working on stuff themselves? So that's why it's, it's not – it's not good to panic or to get overly excited over one game. Mm-hmm. You just just chill. Let's see if it now after after four games, a quarter of the season, or a third of the season, then you can you can start to see what this team is about. I still think they're among the front runners in that in that um in that conference. So it's, it's, it's still too early. Let's just let's R-E-L-A-X and see where we're going. Definitely have to relax. Ohio State is um, definitely a work in progress. They do have Notre Dame coming up, uh, just like a few other teams that we'll be talking about in a moment have games that are looming in the coming week. Don't show everything early. Uh, that one one team, one of those teams is Texas. And we'll talk, we'll kind of combine both of their games, right? So Texas faced off against Rice, and the offense looked okay, but it's not, I don't think it's ready for their opponent, which is Alabama in their return game from last year, in which Bryce Young went into I'm the number one pick mode and you can't do anything about it. Despite who I have on my team last drive, Bryce young who took over at the end. I don't think they're ready for this Alabama defense or this Alabama offense led by one Jalen Milrow, you know, that same Jalen Milrow that I said a year ago, just be patient, Alabama fans, just be patient. 
He's going to be ready for this. I granted it was Middle Tennessee State, but one Jalen Milrow would not – well, he would be handcuffed in your spring game. Just be patient. He looks like he can actually throw this football still. One of the better quarterbacks coming out of high school. Um, yeah, he had, he's the first Alabama quarterback in history to have three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Yeah. Just saying, that means he's done something that one Jalen Hurts could not do, one Blake Sims could not do, one Tua Tonga Viola could not do, amongst others. He is the first. Jalen Milrow yeah. is a baller. Remember I told you yeah. first? You did. Um, good good game by him. Good game by Alabama did what they're supposed to do. <clears throat> Unlike the United States um, World Championship basketball team. Ouch. But that's another, I'm, Ouch. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm, I'm the, sorry. The, the, sorry. Thoughts, the thoughts uh, expressed in this in that, that take <laughs> are of one Rick Brown. You can go ahead and definitely are not of – the college football <laughs> overdrive podcast or myself <laughs> because <laughs> if I'm not going to get that smoke, I don't want that. That you can't, when we start talking about country, no, don't yeah. want it. No, yeah. no, yeah. don't want it. Don't want it. Yeah. Uh, all I got to say is if Trump was a president, this wouldn't happen. No. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I'm through. I'm through. Leave it alone. Through. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, uh, but both, both both of these teams look really good. Um yeah. I think Texas has a little bit more to go. Uh Alabama looks they don't they're not in midseason form, but they're just Alabama. They they get it together in their first couple of games, they use it as almost like preseason. And then they hit the ground running for their SEC schedule. I'm looking forward to Texas-Alabama in their return game. That one's in Austin. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, another game I was really looking forward to was your guy. Uh, it was actually, And I didn't realize it until, it until it dawned on me when I was like, hold on. This is the Peterson Bowl. What is he saying? Yes. The Peterson yes. Bowl. Michael Penix. <laughs> Went absolutely bananas. Might they threaten that 62 touchdown passes pass record from 2019? Mm. At this rate, Michael Penix looks like he is a he is in midseason form. Uh he ooh. Boise State is that that is not that is not your your son's Boise State. <laughs> yeah, that is not your son's Boise State. Yeah, I know one. I, I, I know one scout who's a little upset. Yeah, I know one I, scout. Yeah, yeah, I know a certain somebody that was. A, I texted him and I said, uh, "You all right? You all right, dog? You all right? You, you good?" Mm. I didn't get a response. Mm. I didn't even get. Mm. It, it, I didn't even get left on red. I would. It got mm. left on delivered. It got. It got real bad. Mm. It got real bad. Uh, yeah. Please, please check on your boy. <laughs> check on your boy. Make sure he's yeah. okay. We'll see. This one's going to be interesting, especially down the stretch, because this this Washington team faces off against uh, Caleb Williams and company mm-hmm. down the mm-hmm. stretch. Uh, that's going to be those. That game's going to have some fireworks in it. Let's just say yesterday, 
No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams, your homeboy, and your both of your homeboys, Caleb Williams and Michael Penix, <laughs> might have a shot at this thing. Um, mm. Penix went for 450 yards and five touchdowns, and mm. Caleb Williams, he just another Caleb Williams light game, five touchdowns in just three quarters. I mean, <laughs> it, it just it looked it was it was amazing to see. Um, yes, and the thing is. It's going to get even worse because um, they're facing off against Stanford, who has the 94th pass rate, pass defense uh, from last year. Good luck, Stanford. This is not your John, Har- your Jim Harbaugh, Stanford. It's not. It's mm. not even your David Shaw, Stanford. It might get real ugly. Just saying. Mm. Mm. Yesterday was the, <clears throat> I said, the day of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just put up. Quarterbacks all over were just putting up numbers. Um, the Heisman contenders said, "Hey, Heisman contenders do." They were Heisman contenders. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do, and, and said, and, "And Caleb Williams said, I'm not giving it up that easily.'" Um, Shador put his name in the hat. If he can continue putting up numbers. Not 500 yards. He's not going to put up 500 yards every game. But it is the Pac-12. And they put up numbers in the Pac-12. So, hey, this is going to be a fun season. Is it, is it, is it fair to say the Pac-12 has the best quarterbacks? Um, thinking of, Just thinking, yeah. Yeah, Penix, Knicks. Williams, Cam Ward, maybe Dante Moore, Jaden Rashada, the Arizona State true freshman who should be at Florida. Yeah, I said it. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's go ahead and get that one out of the way real quick, too. Hey, dear Florida, these the thoughts and ex, the thoughts expressed here are of Fred Purdue. You can go hit me up at on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. I want every ounce of smoke you got. Let's go. So Hey, Florida, you fumbled the bag. You promised the guy $13 million. He ended up not – he signed, and then you screwed him. Then he went oh, he went out to Arizona State, and not, not, all he did was throw for, what, 270 yards uh, and a couple scores. True freshman, by the way. Sorry, Miami. We, we didn't have – we couldn't – our nine mil could – we could actually do the nine mil, but, I mean, he didn't – it was – that was a second choice. Listen – Dear Florida, dear Florida. For, usually they say dear summer, but dear Florida. If you know, if you know, you know. Dear Florida, um, who's going to be your coach after week six? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You have players saying, my little brother should probably go play with Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Trevor Etienne, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the younger brother of Travis Etienne. Uh, telling his younger brother maybe he should go play for Coach Prime after losing on the road in a game where the offense was. By the way, they didn't. Utah didn't have not only their first string, but they were rotating their second and third string. First play of the game was a seventy-yard bomb. That game was over before it actually began. And public service announcement: Hey, Charter Spectrum, get it together. <laughs> Charter Spectrum, <laughs> get it together with your partner ESPN. Get it together. 
I'm on a rant today. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm on a, I, the I'm thoughts. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, I'm uh, this co-host. <laughs> yeah, the thoughts I, of this co-host. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I, it, it grinds my gears when they they say they're doing it for us, but they're not. And mm. I've waited all year. I've waited almost what six months at this point for some college football, and um, yeah. It gets cut off in the right before they, you guys know what you're doing. ESPN Charter Spectrum. Get your marital affairs together and figure it out. Uh, okay, cool. I have no comment on that. I have no comment. Just to say, Florida, besides a couple of plays, they looked overmatched. Mm-hmm. They got out physical. They didn't make plays offensively. Mm-hmm. Players dropping passes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Resorting that, to it, trick plays. Mm, that just, you're not going to win many games in the SEC doing that. Um, yeah, this didn't look good for them Gators. Hey, I just want to know. We answered the question, when would Miami score its first touchdown again? Ooh, it's it's been over 300-plus days. <laughs> it's been over 300-plus days. Heck, it's been 300 and I think, 62 days, if my if I remember the stat correctly. Uh, no, it was 356 days uh, since Miami won a home game. So we answered our question. So now I have a new question. And we All can right. hit you up. The fans can hit you up at Rick Brown 91 right? So right. Uh, on Twitter – on X Twitter, uh, when will Florida win a game? Ouch. When will the Gators win a freaking game? Or, That's a good question. And a, and a sub question is who's going to be the head coach after week six? Now, I, now I'm not, I do not subscribe. I, I told you this <laughs> last year. I am not, I do not subscribe to getting rid of coaches. Or oh, I don't want him pontificating, to go. I want him to about coaches getting fired or updating the LinkedIn accounts or anything like that. No, um, no, no. That's all Fred Purdue, folks. F, I, F Purdue, per- CFB. I personally want one Billy Napier to stay at Florida for as long as he sees fit. <laughs> Because if this is what Florida's gonna look like, he's the goat. Yeah. Guess what, guys? Miami's coming to town in a couple in about maybe a year or so. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. We're coming. Energy. In the words of Coach Prime, we're coming. Just saying. Yeah. 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 I'm looking ahead. I'm looking ahead just a smidge. I got to get past Texas A&M this week, but nonetheless. Um, yes, and and the question that I had, and I, I was very emphatic about this game going into the year, I said, I don't trust North Carolina's defense, but I think it may be fixed because that performance against South Carolina was very good. And then Drake May said, oh, you guys forgot about me because all the quarterbacks are out west. You forgot about me. 
I throw for what four touchdowns, three touchdowns, two hundred plus yards. <clears throat> North Carolina ranked one hundred and twenty nine of one hundred and thirty one in sacks per game last year. So there were only two teams that were worse than you at pressuring and sacking the quarterback. If this is what North Carolina looks like, I'm I'm a little worried. I got a little worried. Nine sacks last night with the nine. Yeah, yeah. Whoo, whoo, whoo! South Carolina, man, y'all did a rattler wrong. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. You, you did a rattler, rattler wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, at first, it looked like it was going to be they were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina seemed like they could. They can hang with them. But you're right. North Carolina's defense stepped up and made plays in the second half. And sack after sack after sack after sack. Um, uh, Good performance. Great performance against a good FBS team. Mm -hmm. And when I say good, I mean at least a name. Name brand is a good FBS team in South Carolina. I mean, Beamer Ball and and all. Uh, geez, not the beginning that you wanted for South Carolina, but they had they made some plays and, and things that you can grow on. You can learn a lot in losses and in victories. Uh, you'd rather be victorious, of course, but. Hey, um, hats off to North Carolina. Better opening game than what they did against my Rattlers last year. And so I'm not ready to – and I told you after that game, I worried about North Carolina's defense. Not ready to say they fixed all of the leaks, but they fixed a lot of them, a lot of the major ones anyway. So that was good stuff. Easiest way to to control an offense, get to the quarterback. A lot, a lot, a lot, got a lot. I'm just saying, you're averaging two sacks a quarter, a little over two sacks a quarter. It's pretty good, pretty darn good. Um, just to highlight a couple others, uh, on Friday night, of course, my Canes, the Battle of Miami, uh, 38 to three. Just a quick couple blurbs. Um, offense looked, looked a lot better from last year, defense looks pretty good. Texas AM is looming. Uh, the offense needs to catch up a little bit, but if the defense looks like that, uh, it, it's very encouraging. I uh, saw Kobe Young make a big play. He got a, He looks like a whole different player. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke looks like he may be back a little bit. Uh, made an errant throw uh, on a crossing route, but nothing to really be worried about. Mark Fletcher is the name to watch at running back. The freshmen, uh, freshmen are all over the field. Interested to see where how those guys do. But very encouraging. By the way, Blaine Gabbert's little brother, if you ever, and I mean ever, have anything to say about an opponent, make sure that you score more than three points. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the Gabbert name is not all that great when it comes to the world of, of football. Your brother wasn't that hey. good. And, well, you <laughs> Stop. Hey, um, uh, breaking news. Breaking okay. news from the Denny's Orange Blossom Classic. With five minutes and 34 seconds to go in the first quarter, it is now FAMU 20, 
Jackson State, zero. FAMU just um, do a little bubble screen for uh, – yeah, well, let me back up. Uh, sack fumble, recovery by FAMU, uh, bubble screen, about seven yards for a touchdown. Now up 21 nothing over Jackson State. 21-0. Back to you, Fred. On Friday night, on Friday, September 1st, uh, I was interested in this Louisville-Georgia Tech game. Georgia Tech was up. We've been talking about Georgia Tech for a while now. Maybe they come back around after the Paul Johnson era ended a couple <laughs> years ago. Guys, Louisville was down, what, three scores? And, yeah, about that. About hmm. that, about that. All I gotta say is that thing was bad, real bad, hmm. real bad. Hmm. You cannot give up that. You cannot give up uh, fifteen points at halftime. You're you're up two touchdowns at half, and you lose by a touchdown, thirty nine, thirty four. Uh, Jeff Brom left uh, going to his alma mater. Uh, leaving Purdue, yeah. Louisville's not back, but uh, that was a very good sign that those guys are where they want to be. Uh, Michigan, thirty to three over East Carolina. They some of the guys wore free Jim Harbaugh shirts. It isn't that deep, but uh, <laughs> they handled business. Uh, JJ McCarthy throwing the football around. Love to see it. Um, we talked about Iowa, Tennessee, 49-13 over, uh, Virginia. Good to see, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Milton making plays. Still got that big arm. Very interested to see where they go. Uh, the new AC, new ACC member, uh, SMU, 38-14 over Louisiana Tech. One Rhett Lashley, former Miami Hurricane offensive coordinator. Looked real good. Purdue, you guys had a lead, and you let Fresno State. I I was emphatic that you guys were going to win this game, and you let Fresno State come back. I can't pick you anymore. Just saying. Um, Jacksonville, Bulldogs, baby, Bulldogs. Uh, Notre Dame t- uh, versus Tennessee State. Your guy Eddie George. Three points. Yeah, Next. Um, Next. Wisconsin looked very interesting watching those guys line up and shotgun the entire game. 38-17 over, over Buffalo. They did start out pretty slow, but they got it done. Um, got to talk about your Terps. 38-6 uh, to six over Townsend in-state in state game. Definitely yeah. a big, big in-state game. Um mm-hmm. Team Yolo Ball did pretty good. Uh, no, Yolo. no crazy picks. No crazy. Yolo. Picks. Yeah. Yolo. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting warmed up. We gotta get warmed up. Gotta get warmed up. Okay. Okay. We gotta get warmed up. Uh, <laughs> defending. I would be remiss if I didn't speak about them. Two time, two time, two time, two time college football playoff national champions. The number mm-hmm. one team mm-hmm. in the country with a new uh-huh. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs, 48-7 over Tennessee Martin. Nothing to see here. They did start out kind of slow, though. But that's typical yes. Georgia. 
they always start out slow beginning of the year. I think they're working on things, of course. Hmm. Um, USC 66-14 over Nevada. Caleb Williams did Caleb Williams things. Uh, the one that caught my eye early was Oklahoma State and Central Arkansas. Oklahoma State struggled in this game. I'm not saying that, you know, they're, that, that coach is, is struggling because he lost his quarterback or anything, but, but it wasn't pretty. You're supposed mm-hmm. to smack those types of teams around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. And Arizona State mm-hmm. and Jaden Rashad are coming next on Saturday, next Saturday. And it's a late night game. That mm-hmm. game is at Arizona State. I hope you guys are ready. Otherwise, we're gonna hear, I'm a man. I'm how however old. How how old is coach at this point? Because I need a I need a he, rant at some point. He should be 60. He should be 60. At least at least 60, 62. Uh, Mike Gundy is 56. That just doesn't what? roll off the tongue real well. I'm a man. 56. I'm 56. That doesn't really? really roll off the tongue real well. He just turned 56. Wow. He just turned 56 back in August. Okay. I'm a man. I'm 56. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It does. I, I'll wait till he's 60, and then we we can. I can hope for a person. <laughs> I gotta wait four more years. I'm a man. I mean, I'm a grandpa. I'm 60. See, if he that, makes it. That, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Coach, I need you to stick around just a little bit longer, okay? Cool, thanks. Um, yeah, so that, that concerned me a little bit. Spencer Sanders did go move on to Ole Miss, so that one is, is something that we can kind of look forward to. Penn State, number seven team in the country. Drew Allers, their new quarterback, made some big plays against West Virginia. I'm curious. If you were rooting for Pitt, who are you rooting for in this game? Penn State or West Virginia? Hmm. 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 Probably West Virginia because they probably hate Penn State. <laughs> but I mean the but the the backyard brawl. Yeah. You know that the yeah. last time we saw West Virginia really really be great, they took away that national title attempt. From Pat White and Company, I mean that those now those were the good old days. Rich Rod, Rich Rod, those were the days. Those were. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Rich Rod, we got we had some Rich Rod wins uh, this weekend too. Rich Rod and Company uh, at Jacksonville State, they're two and zero. Okay. Yeah, yeah Jacksonville State is two and zero now, and uh, they after they gained some momentum after beating Florida State a couple years ago. You know, I got to throw that. I always yeah. have to throw that in there, but. Uh, 17 14 over UTEP. Uh, that team, th- those guys are pretty good. Um, Jacksonville State's pretty scrappy, though. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm definitely interested. Their next game is against Coastal Carolina, who had a, um, those guys, they had a thriller. They, that game was pretty close late. I fell asleep on it. Pac 12 after dark is, is tough. It's tough out here. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, but they lost to, to UCLA, Coastal Carolina, uh, lost to UCLA 27-13, but they ran the ball pretty well. I think th- them and Jacksonville State will have a nice nice little hookup next week. So anybody that really – anybody caught your eye that we didn't talk about? Not that we didn't talk about. Just overall, the offensive play 
mm-hmm. yesterday, well, this weekend, has been outstanding. The quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the field. If you loved offense, week one was right up your alley. And, and the stars perform like stars. And I always like that. I always like seeing that. So if this is any indication, my brother, we're in for a nice college football season. Definitely looking forward to it. If this is what we're looking for, if this is the year of offense, and really we've been we've been offensively driven for years now. Uh, I like it. I'm still trying to get used to these college, the the new college clock rules. <laughs> clock keeps running until the last two minutes. That one was um, that's still. It, it just messes me up, but I don't mind it. The games are faster. These games go by fast, fast now. Um, I watched Texas Texas Tech and Wyoming. Uh, Texas Tech pulled it out, but that one was interesting. A lot of clock. They, it seems like the team, the coaching staffs, are still getting used to this clock rule as well. So, and, and again, those late nights, it's hard when it's 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, these games get, get – because they're delayed or whatever. That game was in Wyoming. Coach, I don't know mm. who decided. Y'all needed to go to Wyoming at uh, first week of the season. Don't do it again. That was mm. tough to watch, especially after a, a lightning delay. So, a game that started – supposed to start at 7, 7, 7.30 Eastern time doesn't really get started till about 8.30, maybe 9. It was It was tough out here. I was, I was, they had to put me on IR around about late third quarter. I had to get on, I had to just get on the IR. It was over. Season was over. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. So tonight, tonight, uh, we have Oregon State and, and San Jose State. San Jose State gave USC some, a scare last week, a little bit, not really, but they put up points. We get to see DJ Uyunglele, the Clemson transfer. We'll see what they look like. But the the premier game of the night is Florida State and LSU. That game is in Orlando. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We all know who I picked in this game, LSU. Uh, I want to see how fast and physical uh, that that Florida State defense looks. This ain't about y'all, LSU. I need to see what this Florida State team looks like against a real team. Uh, Harold Perkins, I need you to chase – Chase Travis, um, Jordan Travis around a lot. And uh, I commit, Rick, did I say, I'm not sure if I remember, did I tell you guys this? I committed college football treason. I'm in college football uh, fantasy football this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You mentioned so, so if you're listening, Trey Benson, I need I need 120 yards. I need three touchdowns. No fumbles. Hey, Jordan Travis, throw the pick at the end. Throw that pick at the end. Thank you. CNL for Fred Purdue. Wow! CNL. Wow. wow. So, so yeah, guys, this this week has been just wild and crazy, and I hope it's like this the rest of the year. Um, both of our, both of our, um, squads look pretty good. Fam, you took 21, 21, nothing with three, what, three minutes left in the first quarter. 
tried to tell you Jackson Jackson State wouldn't be the same. Tried to tell you. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, they blew out SC State last week, so let's, a, a five-win team for the last three years. Oof. Ooh. Hey, Jackson State beat – I mean, uh, South Carolina State did beat Jackson State two years they, ago. They did the beat them in the Celebration Bowl. You are right. You are correct. Uh, we'll see. Uh, keep doing the Lord's work, fam. You Keep doing the Lord's work. Go back to being – Go back. Go back to being who you were. Okay. All right. So we'll be back uh, to talk cool. about everything going into week two on Thursday. This one, this week, week one is is not technically over, but we'll recap everything the last couple games from this this topsy turvy, wild and crazy offensive week one. Guys, I'm looking forward to it. If this is what it is, we are in for a lot of fireworks. Mm-hmm. So that's how I want to put a bow on week one. Week one definitely lived up to the hype, much better than that whole week zero thing. Amen. So, Rick, before we get out of here, let the fans know where they can reach you and let them know where they can find out when Florida will win another game. <laughs> yes, please let me know at Rick Brown 91. That is at R I C K B R O W N 91 on X Twitter. On X Twitter. Of course, X Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FredPurdueCFB. Also, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Um, I think I have a nice little surprise for the winner of this of this pickup. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I kind of let the cat out of the bag to somebody I shouldn't have told. Well, they're not. I don't think they're in it, so I'm okay. But uh, I have a nice little surprise I'm thinking of dropping for that that winner so yeah stay tuned there you go all right guys we'll see you we'll talk to you on thursday as we talk about everything going into week two some big matchups coming forward see if we can um and we'll we'll definitely uh break it all down on on thursday till then folks stay safe and peace peace